one. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Urizio, the founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Asked and Answered by Soul, where we, can, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And today I am with Mia Moran, and we're talking about making time for soul. Love this topic, Maria. Mia, oh. love it. I love it. That's funny. You just called me that because that is my real name. <laughs> Say, you don't even know. Yes. I don't even know, but yet I did know. I know, right? Um, when I was uh, in PR, there was this famous uh, editor of um, a food magazine, and her name was something other than what was published. And I knew what it was because I knew her daughter and I promised never to tell, but you reminded me of that story. So very cool. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. So I love this. I love real conversations with real amazing people. And what I really want to know is what has been that big theme over your journey that your soul has shared with you? So I think it's been a lot around um, making time for what matters instead of what I think I'm supposed to do. And it's funny because all along the way, I feel like I was always in situations that were very strongly leading. And maybe this is true of everyone, but... I feel like I was in a very structured, many very structured situations from like the best schools to like just growing up in a very structured family with a very structured religion. And I think I was seen as a little, it was weird because I, I operated in this place of like playing it safe, but also being the rule breaker. And in that was really about finding quiet and really hearing what was next for me and like what was supposed to be my next move. And it always felt like I was breaking the rules a little bit, but I always stayed like in the arena, so to speak. Like I always stayed like with, I I was, I was a rule breaker, like within the, the structure. Yeah. Um, And so it was really about, just that, that those were the messages I got the most often. It's like, okay, time to leave this school and go do this instead, <laughs> you know, time to do this and fully lean into this and then time to do this career instead. So I feel like I'm changing a lot. Um, and it's because of really taking that time to listen. I love that. I think that's really important. And I think I get that rule breaking within the limits of what you decide is comfortable. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of like that as well. Like there's certain rules, like I, like I won't break where Warner will break it. I'm like, you can't, you can't break that rule. And he's like, but you're a rule breaker. I'm like, yeah, but that rule has a purpose. Right. So yeah. when that rule is like constricting something, then it must be broken in my yeah. world. Well, and I literally, I went to design school. That was my, uh, you know, after starting at uh, another business school, but I ended up at design school. And to me, it's always a lot like that. Like I didn't go into painting, like I went into design because there's a lot of structure. Um, but when you have a good, you know, when you land on a really good like poster design or website design, there's usually a lot of structure and then you're like breaking one or two rules within that structure. And I feel like that, that really mirrors how my life has been. I love that. So 
how do you make time for soul? What are some of the suggestions that we can give someone some structure where it helps them really make that time to listen, to connect, to do that deep connection, which it makes their lives so much easier. All right. So, I mean, this has been a little bit different in every phase. So right now I'm in a phase of motherhood and Mm -hmm. I have three kids. So it feels sometimes like there's not much time. So I feel like when you're in a really busy time, um, I talk a lot about fully schedule, like fully filling out your calendar, fully filling out your days, which sounds a little bit unintuitive, um, but I'm filling it in with downtime too, right? So like I'm promising myself that from this three-hour chunk, like there might be people around, but I'm not going to go run errands or I'm not going to you know, have a friend over for the kids or whatever. I'm not going to be driving them around. Like these are, this is just a moment where I get to lean into now. Um, So I make sure that I have a lot of those pockets in, in my calendar, Um, both for my own quiet, but also for those around me and in my household. Um, Because I feel like you hear things, different types of things in different moments. Uh, My morning routine is really important to me. That is like the one time usually (laughs) that I get alone. (laughs) Sometimes I have others who sneak into that time, but it's a really respected boundary in my household that that's my, my time. Um, And that is like really, really quiet. Um, Another thing that I, I guess this is like kind of like the opposite, but I really strategically don't have a lot of media in my time. Um, so I'm, I'm planning other things so that that's not a temptation. So I find that especially right now in our current right situation, you know, situation, <laughs> many situations, um, the news can really throw me off from hearing what it is that I'm supposed to hear. Yeah. Um, it can really throw me, throw me into fear mode. So that's something that I like, you know, make a plan for what to do instead. Or if I'm feeling like I need to be on top of things, I'll schedule in things that will make me feel that way. And usually that's getting it from a source. Like, so I'll have a talk with my high school son or, you know, I'll have a talk with my husband and like get the briefings from them. Sometimes it's me going online, but I keep it really structured. I love that. You know, I think that's what, what I really hear you saying is you're structuring stillness Mm-hmm. And you're surrounding yourself with more quiet. Mm-hmm. So all of the noise can fall away. So you can kind of suss through the inner noise and the inner guidance. And I think yep. that's so important. Um, you know, what happens, you know, I do my sacred practice every day, uh, mostly in quotes, but, you know, I find that, you know, the dog gets up between six and seven. So I'm the first one at the little park across the street. And that time, even though I'm, you know, playing with the ball with the dog is really like some of the best listening comes in that time because there's just so much stillness and I get to really pay attention to stuff that's been going on in the back, you know, and popping up for my soul all along. But yeah. I've been like, yeah, 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 I'm busy. Yeah, 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 I got to do this. Yeah, 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 there's this to do, right? Yeah. So I love that. So as we're planning more of that quiet time, how does one need that they know 
or what are some of the signals that they need to kind of plan that time? What's been happening internally and sometimes externally that they need to, you know, take out that calendar and go, okay, let's just kind of structure our quiet time, our, our, th- our listening time in. Well, I feel like um, in those moments, I mean, overwhelm is like a really big one. And I feel like overwhelm is a really self-indulgent sort of emotion. So I feel like overwhelm, um, exhaustion, <laughs> like just when you look back and you're, and you're seeing how much you're doing, which I think so many of us are, are doing that right now, um, are signs that you just need to sort of take a step back and dealing with a lot of things, I think is another sign that you really need to, you know, when you feel like it's just like one fire after another, like one more thing to deal with. And sometimes a really helpful way I think of doing the quiet. And and one of the reasons actually that I think a lot of us avoid it sometimes is that in the quiet, we're basically confronting some of our harder emotions. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's about getting a wonderful answer and knowing your next step, but sometimes it really is confronting, you know, something that we're, it's more comfortable to be in doing mode than being mode. Right. And so in being mode, we're having to, you know, confront some emotions that don't feel so good. And so sometimes I find it's really helpful to schedule that downtime um, on either side of something that you know is in your day that feels hard, whether that's like a hard work task or a hard conversation you have to have with a family member or um, watching the news, right? Like, so having like sort of an on-ramp and an off-ramp to that situation where instead of being bombarded by all the ideas and thoughts of, you know, whether it's your computer screen or a person or a project, um, you have the time to really hear your own voice about it um, and really listen. Okay. That is the, I, everyone, you need to rewind that and listen to that. Cause Mia, that is freaking awesome. Like that on ramping and off ramping like that. I went, boo, lights went off because, you know, with warrior energy, and anyone who has soul languages that have warrior energy, we, we don't do that. We're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can do it. Like, let's power through, right? And so yet my other part of my soul is this called the equalizer. It's all about balance. And I went, oh, oh my God. Okay, so, you know, that super ensures that we I'm not only going to be taking care of myself, I'm going to be listening f- fully. I'm going to be processing easily. I'm going to be you know, taking care of that in order to, which will eventually speed things along in other places rather than having to shot, slush through the snow um, yeah. in order to kind of process, feel, understand, and create. Freaking brilliant. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I love that one. So what ha- what's been your burning question now? Like what is the question that you keep asking in your private time, in your sacred practice that you want answered from your soul and and divinity? I think for me, it's about, um, it's, it's sort of like this, this balance between impact and I don't know what the right other word is. It's sort of like impact and humble. Um, and I feel like I've led with sort of humble and quiet a lot of my life. And, you know, over the years, the whisper I've been getting is more about the impact that I'm supposed to be 
having, you know, in the world or, you know, somehow, um, a lot of times my impact has to do with partnering with other people, but, um, so it's just this balance of like how, how to, how to do that and how to humbly have impact, um, and what that looks like. And a lot of times I can get caught up in those details of, um, just feeling like, you know, who am I who <laughs> would want to listen to this? Um, and, and having to ask for guidance around that, like what's next, what's next. Yeah. So a lot of it for me has to do around my work around work right now. Yeah. You know, I hear that a lot from masters of service and, and people who have a soul calling to be in the spotlight. Yeah. Um, right. Because there's that, you know, lovely balance of, well, how do we do that consciously? And, you know, the first thing I always say, listen, those people who don't do it consciously aren't asking those questions. So you're in yeah. the right place. Right? And that I love the way you just said that, because that's exactly what it is. Like, I feel like I am a master of service and I have this weird calling to be in the spotlight and it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and the more that you step into that deep acceptance of that, the more that you step into knowing that you can do it consciously yeah. and with the commitment, right? to hear and speak with the frequency of love first for yourself and then for others. Yeah. Like that carpet, that red carpet will unroll easily and gracefully. And, and then the key is to do your sacred practice, do your deep listening. And also remember to surround yourself with people that are going to go, Mia, what the heck was that about? What are you doing? Like (laughs) with deep love for you. Right. Yes. 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 I I remember being at this conference with this, it's a long story, everyone, how I got to the conference because I didn't really resonate with the woman, but now I know exactly why I was there for so many reasons. Oh, but, of course. Um, so she's this, the woman, we're in Las Vegas and the room is packed and she's like this big internet marketer and she's on the stage and it's really quiet. I mean, like you can hear a pin drop and there's something wrong with her mic. It's going in and out. And she's like, I told you people to work like on the stage. And I went like so quiet. I went, Really? Like I, like it came out of my mouth, like, really? Like you just confirmed, like, really, you're going to treat the people who probably have been working day and night for you. Oh, I get that. Like, I get it. We all get mad. We all fly off. But that's the moment where you pause and go, whew. Yeah. And I think that's what concerns most of us that are masters of service and about balancing, you know, being served and Mm -hmm. serving. Yeah. So all all of you masters of service out there, I'm going to give you a great piece of advice here. You have to receive more than you give, which everyone went, what? No, because it takes a lot of cogs in those wheels to create that big presence and that big platform. And so we all know you're great givers, but you have to open up your receiving. So I love that. And actually, you know, I have a, um, a planner and on the weekly view, it's funny. It's the question I get the most often of people who have the planner, but every week it asks you to just say out loud or write down what you want to receive and what you want to give. And it throws everybody off, but it's so interesting that we don't think about this, right? Like, cause so even if we're always giving, just even being purposeful about what we give is so important. It makes such a big difference. Yeah. And I think people don't, people are uncomfortable about it because they can feel unconscious or they can feel like they have an agenda with the receiving. Yeah. It's really not about that at all. It's really about understanding everything that you give comes back to you tenfold. So are you willing to receive that much fun conversation? I know. I love this. 
So let's give out your website. Let's give out the planner uh, um, address. And as soon as I can get a new planner, listen, Mia, every six months I get a new calendar because I love calendars. So I just... <laughs> Guess got, what? Mine's... Is, so it works out well for people who like planners. <laughs> I, I love it. I love planners, right? So let's give out your uh, address. Let's uh, tell people where they can get more of you. So the best way is just to go to plansimple.com. Love it. And you can see everything there. Beautiful. So as we're wrapping up, what is one of the things that you want people to take away from our conversation today? Um, I think it's just like when we make a plan, which I think a lot of us who are thinking about soul work are resistant to, we're just like you, we're just giving our present self something to go from, like from our, it's almost like our past self is giving our future self a gift so that our present self can really land in it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so it actually really helps you show up um, in a more present way. It's, it, it seems like it would create more limitations, but actually it creates so much more freedom, especially if what you're wanting to do is really connect with your soul. And so I guess it would just be to try it. And if that idea of padding or on-ramps and off-ramps sounds good, just start there. Like just add like 15% extra time to every hard thing that you do at the beginning, at the end and commit to, you know, stopping <laughs> um, and let yourself just have that time to just be um, and to feel whatever it was that you just went through. I love that. You know, I think that especially renegades are very resistant to planning because, yeah. you know, right. But here's the thing. You need to create that, that earthquake structure. So in, when they build buildings that are earthquake resistance, exactly. it's strong, but it sways, right? So that's what planning for a renegade and that's what, what you're talking about here so clearly and so beautifully. So as we wrap up, my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? I think that it would say, um, simplicity is beautiful. I don't even know where that came from. Oh, I love it. Sounds like a great new tagline. I know, right? Oh my gosh. That. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Mia, thank you so much for your time today. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. It was a really kind of down and dirty, but very deep conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, you've been listening to Asked and Answered by Soul with Jennifer Rizzio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment, or contact me or any of the guests directly. And you can find me on all the social media handles at Soul Language. And don't forget, this is really important for you to take time to profoundly listen to yourself because when you listen to yourself, you're creating a conscious connection with your own divinity. So thank you all and I'll talk to you all again soon. Bye for now. 
Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there.